Hello and welcome to Not If I Boot You First, a podcast that takes our favorite properties and reboots them before Hollywood has the chance to. It's a little bit like brainstorming fan fiction. I'm Lindsay and I use she, her pronouns. I'm Tanner, they, them. This is going to be the fanficest episodes I think we've had to date, maybe. We'll see. Also, it's another video game. <laughs> Tanner is back on their uh, bullshit. Okay, just just briefly, listen. <laughs> Lindsay, <laughs> have you heard of Kingdom Hearts? Yes. Have you heard of our friends Jake and Shannon who have a podcast called Kingdom's Hearts where they talk about Kingdom Hearts? Mm-hmm. All right, so on Kingdom Hearts, they recently started the mobile games, uh, Kingdom okay. Hearts Key and Union Key and cro- other stuff that has the Greek letter key. Not to be confused with the letter X, also not to be confused with the word key. So it gets really interesting in the games when they talk about the Keyblade, which is the progenitor of all the Keyblades. Yay! <laughs> Jake had the exact same reaction. Anyways, um, because they're talking about the mobile game, got me thinking about some Kingdom Hearts stuff again. Maybe the fact that the mobile game is kind of, but not really, an MMO. And so this week, I say screw it. Let's make the Kingdom Hearts MMORPG. All right. <laughs> so... It's at this point that Jake, if you happen to be listening, if you haven't listened, if you and Shannon haven't finished Kingdom Hearts three and all the Kingdom Hearts uh, mobile game stuff, just turn it off. Just go away. This is no longer safe for Jake. Oh, it might be, but just for safety's sake, go away. <laughs> As of when this airs in twenty in late May twenty twenty one, it is not safe. Yes, but also I don't know how often Jake listens to our podcast. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's it's entirely possible that he might be listening to it in two years, but it's still not safe because so much stuff happens in Kingdom Hearts 3. Okay. Okay, Lindsay, how much do you know? I'm not going to ask you about the story. The sto- uh, Fun fact, the story of Kingdom Hearts doesn't actually matter that much <laughs> for this. <laughs> okay. But I'm going to ask you, how much do you know about the setting of Kingdom Hearts? I know that there is a whole bunch of I guess world jumping involving Disney characters and OCs created by Square Enix. Basically, yes. <laughs> Tetsuya Nomura wrote Once Upon a Time before Edward and Kitsis did. Yep. <laughs> so, in the setting of Kingdom Hearts, there's this there's things called the Heartless, which are made from the darkness in people's hearts, except for sometimes when they're made from a, like a basically a big machine that just takes raw darkness and turns them into Heartless. But they're just these little creatures that go around and they uh, attack people. And if you're killed by a Heartless, then you become a Heartless. And the only way you can stop a Heartless is with the Keyblade, which is a giant key that you wield like a blade. Okay. Now, how do you get a hold of a Keyblade? Quite often, it is passed down to you from a previous Keyblade Master. So, like, a Keyblade Master will show up and, like, I this kid has potential and enough light in their heart that they could be a Keyblade wielder one day. So they let you hold the key for a little bit and they do a whole speech. About how this key is going to be super cool when you grow up and you can wield your own keyblade. And then they'll bounce and then like later you'll come of age and I have a keyblade now. Cool. And yes, a whole bunch of world hopping to various Disney worlds and occasionally like the main Kingdom Hearts plot stuff goes down on original worlds. But the Disney worlds are like, not filler, but they're, they're the meat in the, they're the middle of the game. Yeah. And then end game stuff is like you go to places like Hollow Bastion, or the world that never was. Okay. The Keyblade Graveyard. Okay. So, here's my idea for a Kingdom Hearts MMO, because the the mobile games 
they're mobile games. You can't really do an MMO on mobile games. Yeah, that might melt the phone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even normal phone games try to melt the phone. I mm-hmm. used to play Marvel Strike Force for a while, and I'm pretty sure I damaged my phone's battery because I had to get it replaced sooner than projected. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But there was a thing with uh, the Kingdom Hearts mobile games that really did help the sense that there were a whole bunch of people working towards a single goal in the games. Even okay. though, like, in, in the kayfabe of the Kingdom Hearts mobile games... It's just you, the player, and five other NPCs. And it's like, and the, these were the, the chosen, these were the dandelions that helped save the world way back then. It was Brain and Scald and Erlena and Lorium and Ventus and player character. <laughs> but they did a thing in Kingdom Hearts 3. And I think it was like, if you won a contest, like won a certain event within the mobile games, your player character name was put into Kingdom Hearts 3. And there's a scene at the climax where like, Sora, who's the main character of Kingdom Hearts, he is able to use the power of waking, which as far as I can tell is the bullshit do whatever you needed to convenience power. Okay. He uses the power of waking to summon the, the forces of past Keyblade Masters, or Keyblade Wielders, and then it's just like, you get a, a quick time event screen, but it's just like, press X to use the power of Kachik 69, press X to the power of Swag Swag XX, and like just like keep on pressing the button to use the power of all these Kingdom Hearts mobile game usernames as you're just like summoning Keyblades from the void and chucking them at this huge swarm of Heartless. <laughs> and it's really cool. And it does get give you the sense like, oh, that once upon a time, there were just a whole fuck ton of Keyblade wielders. Okay. And that's the thing though, is that the mobile games also happen at a nebulous point in the past, but essentially like the Kingdom Hearts universe equivalent of before the Paradise Lost. Okay. Like it was before Darkness was a huge thing. It was before it was before the other worlds even existed. It's really complicated bullshit about how like we we're actually we're in a simulation and we're stealing light from the the future images of worlds that are being projected to us, but they don't exist yet. But we're going to create them after this when we exit the simulation. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts is also the Matrix. Then again, I did. Did these games come out, like, right after The Matrix? Okay, so, the first Kingdom Hearts game came out in 2000. But they didn't get into, like, the the simulation digital copy bullshit until, like, the mid-2000s. Okay. Also, also, running theory is that Tetsuya Nomura does not actually know what data is. (laughs) (laughs) Because he thinks it's a thing, it's a tangible thing that you can just use to make another person. Okay. But also, they did the same thing with memories. Which is another factor. Um, there's one game centers around a character named Shion, who is created from Sora's memories of his best friend Kairi. But she's like a, a real person. Like, that's a human person. Um, and then she gets corrupted because she's only made of memories. And so she like stops existing and d- turns into a monster. But then she dies as herself. But then because she existed long enough, she grew her own heart, which then went back to Sora. Okay. That's not, sorry, I, t- I said I wouldn't talk about Kingdom Hearts story. <laughs> The point, so here's, let me, let me rewind a bit. Okay, so here's the situation as it stands now in Kingdom Hearts games. There's only maybe a dozen active Keyblade wielders. Mm-hmm. There's the darkness that forms the Heartless that only the Keyblade wielders can fight. And memories are a tangible thing that can do stuff. Okay. Now, I don't know what's going to happen in the next Kingdom Hearts games. I don't know what, what Galaxy Brain stuff Nomura has going on. Uh, this is not even me saying here's what's going to happen leading up to the next Kingdom Hearts game. Because this has to go off of a Kingdom Hearts game that does not exist, 
and me just declaring, here's how this theoretical Kingdom Hearts game will end, so that my, my other theoretical Kingdom Hearts game can exist. Okay. So basically, let's say hypothetically, Kingdom Hearts 4, the climax is the new villains are like, we have, we are creating Heartless in massive numbers across all worlds, and you cannot stop us with just the, there's only like seven of you. You can't possibly hope to stop us with only seven Keyblade wielders. At this point, he's like, yeah, there's probably a dozen. You cannot hope to stop us with 12 Keyblade wielders, and Sora's like, you're right. So I'll have to share the power of the Keyblade with as many people as I can. Because Sora's a Shuren protagonist, and he fights for his friends. And he's voiced by Haley Joel Osment. Oh, how sweet. <laughs> and so Sora's gonna use some bullshit power of waking abilities and just brain blast his memories of being a Keyblade wielder across the multiverse. Okay. All of these, like, children and, like, just random kids across the multiverse, like, they'll see these little star bits falling to their worlds, and like, ooh, what's this? And they'll pick it up. And they'll be like, ah, oh, a Keyblade! And now, they can wield a Keyblade, and now you have player characters for the MMORPG. Cool. So, I'm, I also have a name for the MMO. It's not just Kingdom Hearts, the MMO. Actually, it is Kingdom Hearts, the MMO. Because, when they did a Kingdom Hearts game for the 3DS, they named it Kingdom Hearts 3D, but those 3D stand for Dream Drop Distance. Okay. So I went into this thinking, okay, I have to find some words that can line up with MMO. So the Kingdom Hearts game that is not... The Kingdom Hearts MMO is called Kingdom Hearts MMO. <laughs> now, there's, there's already Kingdom Hearts MOM, which is Memory of Melody, which is also a reference to the Master of Masters. Okay. And also, also Nomura has said the fact that both of those spell mom is plot relevant. Okay. Everyone's like, oh shit, is Sora's mom the Master of Masters? She hasn't been heard since the first Kingdom Hearts game, where she told him it was dinner time, and then the world ended. That's ominous. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. So, I was looking up words that start with O. Okay. Because there's plenty of Kingdom Hearts words that start with M. I was trying to find O, because I could. it couldn't be memory mastery of. That'd be silly. We yeah. can't be silly in Kingdom Hearts. Of course not. This is a super serious <laughs> franchise. Um, so I was looking up stuff. I don't know why, but I decided to look up musical terms. And that was a good idea. Because I found the term oratorio. Okay. Which is a large musical composition for orchestra, choir, and soloists. So, a whole bunch of players is an oratorio. But gamers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so then for the rest of it, I, I decided I'm calling it... Master's Memory Oratorio. Because Sora's a Keyblade Master now, he distributed his memories, and now the Oratorio is all these people in all those various Disney worlds being yes. like, we're Keyblade Builders now. And that's another thing. So, uh, I mean, okay, some of them are probably going to come from the original Squeenix worlds, but yeah. also a good chunk will come from Disney worlds, and that's where we get into like character creation. It's like, D does your character come from Agrabah? Does your character come from Port Royal? Does your character come from Olympus. Okay. The yeah, the first part of customization would be like, which world are you from? And that would be like your starting world. And then, I think other Disney worlds would be extremely easy in this game, because those would just be the expansion packs. Okay. It's like Kingdom Hearts MMO Phase 2. Here's your Toy Story world and your Monsters, Inc. world and your Big Hero 6 world. Yeah. They could also use this to introduce new Disney worlds before they go into the Kingdom Hearts thing. And... I feel like this would be a good place to put in Disney worlds that they haven't gotten to yet. Stuff like yeah. Treasure Planet and oh, Atlantis yeah. 
and nothing else matters. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's probably other stuff. It just gets my mind. But Atlantis and Treasure Planet, are, I think, are like the major ones. Yeah. Apparently, there was going to be Treasure Planet in uh, the 3D one, and then it was dummied out. I think they replaced it with uh, Tron Legacy. Okay. Because Japan loves... Actually, I can't remember if it's Japan that loves Tron. No, Japan loves Pirates of the Caribbean, but Nomura specifically loves Tron. I can see it. Also, it was funny because they were, uh, like, realistically rendered in 3D. So it was like, you got, like, Sora, who's, like, a stylized anime guy, and then you have, like, the the cartoony side animals Mm -hmm. (laughs) that Sora teams up with in that game. And then you just have realistic Jeff Bridges... (laughs) realistic young jeff bridges well it was legacy so there's realistic young jeff bridges and realistic old jeff bridges oh yeah (laughs) that just totally wasn't creepy (laughs) um the other factor of customization is so kingdom hearts it's an action rpg but not like the role-playing game elements are very minimal compared to other stuff compared to like a final fantasy like, there's, there's no class system. There's At the beginning of uh, the main games, you can be like, I want to focus on attacking. I want to focus on magic. But it has such a negligible effect on, like, your stats by the end that you don't really worry about it too much. Okay. But because customization is such an important part of Memorpreneurs, I was trying to think of what's another, like, customizable element I could add on top of this. Like, it's it wouldn't make sense to integrate different races. This isn't Final Fantasy XIV, a critically acclaimed MMO RPG, free to play up to level 60, including the first expansion, Heaven Lizard. This is Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yes. Um, so I was thinking, maybe the fact that all these people are Keyblade wielders, because they only have a fragment of the memory, means that they can only wield the Keyblade in certain ways. Mm-hmm. So, another thing they introduced in Kingdom Hearts Three was, I, I think it was called Form Shifts, or whatever. It was basically... If you hit the combo high enough, then you can change, like, what the Keyblade is, depending on the Keyblade. So, like, the Monsters, Inc. one, if you got a big enough combo on it, it would change from, like, a, like this big kind of wrench thing to a pair of big claws. And then if you comboed those high enough, then they'd turn into, like, a giant yo-yo. Okay. So I'm thinking, what if instead of them being able to ride the Keyblade proper, it's, like, a Keyblade-based other thing. And so you go in, like, I'm gonna take the the mage route and you're still waiting a keyblade but it's a keyblade that only really does magic stuff or you could go for a paladin it's like well you have you wield it like a normal person does but there's little magic you can access to um you could go for like a gunner it's like i have two small keys that can go pew 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 okay just fun stuff like that yeah um i'm worried that this idea didn't have enough meat Well, I was just thinking any MMO worth its salt has a class system, but would this one have a class system? Yeah, that was kind of what I was describing, just like the different ways you can wield the Keyblade. Um, okay. and as you level up, you can get access to more of those and okay, a so higher range. I guess in my mind, it would be more like a skill tree situation. Yeah, kind of like that. Okay. It could also be similar to the job system that a lot of Final Fantasies do, where yeah. you can cycle between the different classes and you level up the classes individually. Mm-hmm. So like in FF14, which I haven't played yet, but I'm familiar-ish with it, you could be like a level 50 black mage, but only a level 10 white mage because you haven't like gone through stuff as much as that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess <laughs> I have never played an MMO in my life. So story-wise, what would... You- you'd be doing story-wise mainly you'd just be fighting heartless okay. we would say that there's like these big 
engines that have been deposited in all the worlds and some of them are like have already been consumed by darkness again yeah and the ones you're on are the ones that you have to like fight and eventually get to that engine and it'd probably be something similar to like uh some stuff warcraft has done where you know it's out there but you can't reach it because you're not strong enough even if you're max level and it's just like oh now now the keyblade builders of agrabah have finally made the final push and now we can reach the darkness engine and that would be something that would be coming out like near the end of that version leading Mm -hmm. up to the expansion yeah because like okay we finally defeated the engines in these worlds now we have access to these worlds okay so with the worlds you're probably going to have like all the worlds that have been featured in in the games thus far so yeah it's a big list not all of them would be worlds where characters can originate from actually no that could be interesting if you have yeah. a Keyblade world who, who is just a lion from Pride Rock, but then they turn into a people when they go to the other worlds. I mean, the furries would like it. <laughs> well, so that's that's the thing that happens is when Sora, Dawn, and Goofy go to other worlds, sometimes their appearance changes. And so when they went to Pride Rock, Sora turned into a lion cub, uh, Donald turned into a hornbill, and Goofy turned into a turtle. Okay. And they all turned into sea creatures when they went to Atlantica. They all got, like, Halloween makeovers when they went to Halloween Town, and then they got Christmas makeovers on top of that when they went to Christmas Town. <laughs> that I like. <laughs> so actually, yeah, that, that could be an interesting thing. Like, you're, yeah, here's your, here's your race system. You can be a normal anime human, a lion, or a spooky. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because you're listing off, like, some of the places some of the properties that they haven't adapted like how how much of disney's properties do we want to get involved in this are we going to stretch the tentacles out to include marvel and star wars basically so okay so here's another thing i was thinking of that shannon Maynor of kingdom smarts has always said that there probably wouldn't be any marvel or star wars stuff in kingdom hearts because those stories are very complex compared to the simple disney stories that they could be tell within the games yeah. Like, they fit the entire plot of Tangled into maybe a 45-minute level. Well, it is Rapunzel. And sure, you're not going to get all the good stuff out of it, but now I know the premise of Tangled. Yeah. Now, I would I would say that there's some stuff you probably could bend for a mainline Kingdom Hearts game. Like, I bet that in Kingdom Hearts 4, they could put Asgard in there, and it wouldn't be like Thor the movie Asgard. It would be like comic Asgard. You only deal with Thor stuff. That's it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Enchantress is doing something. Yeah. But I was thinking for this one, because the other thing I was thinking is maybe just relegate those characters to summons. Okay. Because that was another thing in most Kingdom Hearts games where you could summon, like, Disney characters that weren't represent. Well, some of them that you could, could go to the world, some of them you couldn't. Um, like, trying to think. I'm, I'm blanking on all the summons. Okay, yeah, so in Kingdom Hearts 3, all the summons were characters whose worlds you didn't go to in the game, but, like, you'd met in the past. Okay. You've just... Or they're just there. Like, the, I don't know how Sora knows Wreck-It Ralph, but Wreck-It Ralph was a summon in Kingdom Hearts 3. But the other ones were, like, Ariel, who was Sora had befriended. He had befriended grown-up Simba. He had befriended Stitch. We Also, we've never gone to Hawaii. And I don't know if that's a good thing or not. <laughs> go Going to the Kingdom Hearts version of Lilo and Stitch Hawaii, maybe that would work. Pocahontas, No. No. I don't know, maybe have the hummingbird as a summon? I mean, the hummingbird was kind of cute, so... 
Pocahontas is like, we're not sure if, we're not sure if we can adequately teach these kids that racism is bad and colonialism is bad. Better distract them with three animal sidekicks. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, Pocahontas was a mistake. I was I was thinking that you could have stuff like maybe the a summon that's Captain America or a summon mm-hmm. that's Luke. But another thing I was thinking is maybe these are quote unquote wandering heroes that like Okay. There are special instances of like cameos that can just pop up when you're traveling the world. Like you go, you get really, really deep into the deserts of Agrabah and you find Luke out there. <laughs> and Luke's like, I don't know, I would just got pulled from my world. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and then at a certain point, like maybe you do a whole quest chain for him. And at a certain point, he's like, I'm going to challenge you to a battle to test your might. And then he pulls out his lightsaber, but his lightsaber also has like teeth on it because it's a lightsaber keyblade. Yeah. And then if you can de- defeat him, then you can use him as a summon. Okay, cool. And I wouldn't mind seeing like C-3PO and R2-D2 in the background somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, the reason I suggested Treasure Planet is because the the way you get to the various worlds in the Kingdom Hearts series, or the main games at least, is by Gummy Ship, which is like a little spaceship that putt-putts through like the void between worlds from okay. one place to another. And they, they really expanded on the stuff you could do in it in the third game. And I'm thinking, why don't you just put the space stuff in here yeah so like sure you can you can go visit all these other worlds but also like you can just come across the ship that jim hawkins and co are on that's true and oh i just thought of two potential worlds one is probably a sure bet than the other so um one might be the black cauldron and the other is narnia because disney has been adapting the chronicles of narnia does disney still own the rights though i thought they reverted to a different company Mm, yeah mind you actually they must have something still because that you can watch the narnia movies on disney plus and that was before they did like the incorporation of the star thing so because i don't think it was ever a fox i think it was i have no idea who did the narnia movies after disney adaptations see narnia is another one that is like very complex story and like if even if it was just represented by a summon that someone would probably be aslan which is like we already have simba that's true now black a black cauldron world that would be a good world especially because it since it hasn't appeared in kingdom hearts before that would be a fun one for people to explore yes like yeah it'd be fun going around with your whole party like exploring agrabah but like everyone's already seen agrabah before it's mm-hmm. been in a majority of the kingdom hearts games um but if you're going through Black Cauldron and it's like, oh, this is new and this is a lesser known kingdom or a lesser known Disney movie. So it's like, we're not super familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Disney wants to bury that. That um, It wasn't a mistake. It was just badly handled. Yeah. Also, the Horn King would be freaking cool. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Remember, like, he'd, he'd be the final boss of that world. Render oh, yeah. him in the full CGI, not CGI, the 3D video game. Yeah. Render him in full video game. And we gotta give him a good good voice worthy of John Hurt. <sighs> we could probably still get John Hurt. No, he died. Oh, never mind then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's been passed he passed away a couple of years ago, Tanner. I wasn't paying attention. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I would say about half of the Disney actors reprised their roles and the other half are like a Disney in-house troupe of mimickers. Yeah. Well, now they have, like, Frank Azaria whenever they want. <laughs> Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria. Why did I... 
Frank Azaria is his evil twin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they have Hank Azaria, so. <laughs> Let's see what else. Yeah. Um, mini games. Mini <laughs> there's, games. There's all the mainline Kingdom Hearts games have a little mini game situation. I don't know what the one, the first one is. I know the second one is like you have to help uh, Scrooge McDuck with his ice cream parlor, and the second one is you're you're helping him with his restaurant by making um you're making new dishes with the little chef. Do you know who the little chef is? Uh, I think I've heard of the little chef. It's Remy from Ratatouille. Oh, okay. Which who they never address by name. It's it's just Remy. Okay. <laughs> or it's just the little it's just the little chef, and he's just a mouse. You never speak to him because he's a mouse. He can't talk to mice. <laughs> well, he's a rat. But yeah, it was just it's a mini game. You you find ingredients when you're out and about in the world, and then you bring it. And Donald always goes, "Looks like a good place to find some ingredients." That was that was like halfway between Donald and Daffy. Yeah, honestly, leaning more towards Daffy. Wow, this looks like a good place to find some ingredients. I used to be able to do a good Donald Duck impression, but then my voice changed with puberty. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you find ingredients, and then you take them back to Little Chef, and Little Chef grabs Sora's hair, and you just do little mini games to like cook the ingredients, and it's like, yeah, five stars. And if you're able to five star every meal, then you get a ratatouille keyblade. Cool. <laughs> Which, uh, like, its form shift it turns into a big frying pan. Mm-hmm. We can bring both of those back easily. Yes. Um, uh, oh, uh, so Atlantica in the second game was mm-hmm. all rhythm games. Okay. So maybe that can be a situation. Maybe not all rhythm games in this. You like you can actually go to Atlantica and be a fish person, but you have the option to like. There's a rhythm section in there. Okay. Also, before you say it, I don't, I don't want to do the live action stuff. I don't, I don't want to. The only yeah. live, I only want to bother with live action stuff or live action Disney remakes is if we can get a four way fight between Maleficent, 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 and Maleficent. Yeah. Though, like, if you could get like Lily, was it Lily Collins who played Cinderella? I think so. Yeah, like her to reprise that voice. That would be cool. Yeah, original Cinderella voice actress definitely passed away. Yeah. Lily James. Lily James. Yeah. There's a bunch of British actresses named Lily. Yeah, because I did like that Cinderella. But also that was like a good example of what Disney could do with a live action remake. Yeah. Paper thin story. You're just giving the characters more character. Yeah. And Jungle Book was also a good Disney live action remake. Yeah. Like. Honestly, the source material, it's kind of weak because it's fairly episodic, but that's how Rudyard Kipling wrote his stuff. So you just kind of go with it. Yeah. Um, they've never done Jungle Book in Kingdom Hearts either. Ooh. I, th- they were, I think they were going to do it in two because they lost the rights to Tarzan. Oh, yeah. But then that got taken out. Yeah. Yeah. So what is the deal with Edgar Rice Burroughs's stuff it's it's just the because the copyright law in the uk works differently from the copyright law in the states the the estate can keep a grip on things like in a much tighter way yeah and it's it's similar thing that happened with like the homes estate although that one is weird because it's like this is infringing on the the copyrighted home stories because he's showing emotion which he only did in the later home stories that are still under copyright (laughs) and then um and then i know peter pan was like gifted like copyright in perpetuity to the children's hospital. Yeah. But Peter Pan has been able to show up several times. Yeah. Not recently, but it was in one and it was in um no, 356 over two days. Okay. 
another property I just thought of. Um, the Great Mouse Detective. Oh, that's right. See, this we could do a lot of fun stuff where the you, like you can you customize your character, but then they go to a world where they would have to change forms, and so you get to like recustomize them. Like, like here's what my oh, character yeah. looks like as a human. Here's what they look like as a pride rock animal. Here's what they look like as a, a mouse. Yeah. Then you can take pictures and just really go to town with all that sort of sort of mm-hmm. stuff. Now, okay, so when it comes to the animal stuff, we, we, we can't really go to all of them because it'd get kind of redundant. It's like, well, here's what I look like as... Here's my fursona for Pride Rock. Here's my fursona for Jungle Book. Here's my fursona for Bambi. And here's my <laughs> anthro fursona for Robin Hood. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think it might actually be easier to ju- like, if we're going to do fursonas, just do Robin Hood because then at yeah. least you can rig the characters the same way. You don't yeah. have to like, invent like the, the quadrupedal rigging for everyone. That's true. So then, although I guess that does raise the question of what would you do in Atlantica? Well, Ursula has an evil sister. <laughs> no, no, I mean, that, obviously, yeah. They should definitely adapt that, because they usually don't do Disney sequels. I think the only Disney sequel they did was Return of Jafar. It was okay. It's just, Return of Jafar is fine. It's just not as memorable when it's between the original Aladdin and the Aladdin King of Thieves, yeah, which had a, a better plot, Robin Williams returning and Aladdin's hot dad. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, Aladdin and the King of Thieves could easily be the, the side plot of what's going on in Agrabah. Like, we have to fight the darkness, but also help Aladdin's hot dad. <laughs> Giving so many young people a thing for dads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are helping you develop your sexuality, children. Exactly. Um, but no, I'm just thinking of like character models for Atlantica. So yeah. um, I guess I guess everyone has to be merfolk. You, you don't get to be... <laughs> I mean, okay, so yeah, Sora turns into a dolphin merfolk when he goes to Atlantica, but um, Goofy turns into a sea turtle, which I guess makes sense because he turned into a, a tortoise for Pride Rock, but then Donald turns into a mer-octopus. Okay, on the one hand, that doesn't make sense. On the other hand, I'm a little scared of what merfolk Donald and Goofy would look like. Well, you can just look them up. Just look up Atlantica, Donald. Okay. It is a little terrifying, but at the same time, like, it's reminding me... So, I used to play dress-up games, Mm -hmm. and um, there was this one where you could make your own Disney-style mermaid. Okay. And there was a lot of different options that you could do from, you know, fish to aquatic mammals, etc., etc. Lots of different patterns, all that sort of stuff. So, how about we make that part also another customizable thing okay yeah yeah and then as for your companions maybe like okay so like i know that donald and goofy are like the standard but how about you get to like pick and choose who goes on a an adventure with you to the different worlds so that that was another thing so i was because i was kind of thinking it in the way i can't remember what they were called but like the little companions you could have when uh cassidy and lava were here to do the Cartoon Network MMO. Yeah. So, and I was thinking that you, yeah, another question you could do, and maybe even instead of summons, you can just have a rotating cast of companions. Yeah, that you can like collect and all that, like in almost like Pokemon. A little bit like Pokemon, a little bit like a roguelike game, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Well, I don't think you could do roguelike within an MMO. Although a Kingdom Hearts roguelike could be fun and would make a lot of sense, depending on some other uh, world building stuff that goes on in there. Yes, that's true. Possibility. <laughs> but yeah, and also okay. So we say Pokemon, but also uh, King of Hearts 3D did kind of do Pokemon because they had these things called Dream Eaters, 
where you could you could like put them together and they're just like cartoony animals. Uh, look look up meow wow. Okay. Oh, okay. It's a bouncy boy. Also, meow wow was one of the summons uh, in Kingdom Hearts three, and you literally just Sora rides him and just bounces around on top of all the enemies, and then we like you do the finisher for the summon. It explodes <laughs> into just a swarm of all the other dream eaters. Oh my god. So actually, yeah, we, it could be a thing where it's like. You have a dream leader for one companion slot, and then you have, like, a, a Disney character or a Final Fantasy character, even, for another companion slot. Yeah. So you go, you walk around with your bouncy cat and also Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> What's funnier, Han Solo or Chewbacca? <laughs> Actually, yeah, Chewba- Chewbacca would be a much better companion. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, everyone in your party can do this, too. So it's like, you've got you with your cat and Chewbacca, another person, they have a bat and a wolverine, a third person, <laughs> they've got um, Goliath from Gargoyles and <laughs> the little dinosaur to Dream Eater. <laughs> so yeah, so then, so I guess our, with character creation, we'd have the starting races would be Merfolk, Human, Anthropomorphic Fox, Pirate, <laughs> and pro- Program, and Spooky Person. <laughs> Yes. A Halloweeny. Well, how about we also throw in like fairies, a la like Tinkerbell? That might be difficult because fairies they don't talk. Yeah, maybe fairies will just be like an optional companion, I guess. Yeah, like Tink could easily be a summon or a yeah. side character. Yeah, yeah, and give me back. Okay, well, I, I guess I guess fairy godmother yeah. was also a character. I guess. And and also there were the Tinkerbell the Tinkerbell the Tinker Tinkerbell Disney fairy spin-off movies. Yes. I don't know if you're going to go to them in a future Kingdom Hearts game. Uh, who knows? <laughs> um cuz I was just thinking of like forms that Sora and Co take when they go to different worlds cuz like he had the the furry form in Pride Rock, he had the undersea form, he had a pirate form, he had a program form, he had a Halloween form. Okay. Well, you mentioned Goliath from Gargoyle, so how about a gargoyle? Gargoyle yes, form. Gargoyle form. Yes. <laughs> um, most of it's probably just going to be like different costumes too. Oh yeah, like you can you can change maybe maybe not quite a job system, but have different like costume sets for yeah. different worlds. Mm-hmm. And you could even like plug your Keyblade into that too, because that's the so because the, the Keyblades you can change their form and change their stats mm-hmm. like after completing a world or like making accomplishments in the games. Yeah. And so it's like after you beat a certain boss in Gargoyles World, then you can get the Gargoyles Keyblade. Mm-hmm. But also, if you are a Gargoyle as a starting character, then that can be your starting Keyblade. Also, going back to the passing mention of Captain America in this game. We'll- what would a shield keyblade look like? I'm thinking, hmm, let's see, it'd probably be, so the grip would be like a big A, and then the, like, the the staff of it would be, like, the red, right, and blue stripes, and then the shield would be the teeth, quote-unquote. Okay. Yeah, because that, so key, the keyblades don't necessarily have to look like keys. Like, the Kingdom Key obviously looks like a key, but yeah. then most of them are just like, here's a collection of things vaguely formed into the shape of keys. Yeah, and somehow this monstrosity can be thrown and boomerangs back. Yes, also it can open any lock. <laughs> yes! <laughs> the Winter Soldier Keyblade is literally Bucky's arm. 
See, it would, it would probably look a lot similar to the to Cap's Keyblade, except it would be all, like, gray, shades of gray, and then instead of the shield, it would be, like, the big... Actually, no, it would still be the shield, but the shield would be all gray with a red star in the center. Yeah. What else could be done? Because I know, like, a lightsaber one would just simply be, like, the lightsaber and then a couple teeth at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, what what if you could customize your Keyblade? Ooh, yeah. Like, I, I want to use this grip and this staff, or this grip and this neck and the, these teeth. Yeah, because it seems like you collect Keyblades, so... Oh, yeah, like, you do big Keyblade collecting, and then if you can mix and match them, which... No, you could, you could easily, because they redesign, like, even if like, a world already has an established Keyblade, they usually make a new one for that world in the next game anyways. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you're already redesigning them. You're, yeah, you'd have to render everything from the ground up anyway. So why not make them more modular so that you can have the pits, the the, the bits swap between each other? Yeah. And then you can min-max your Keyblade. <laughs> Min-maxing! My favorite part of role-playing! <laughs> Listen, I, I have the grip from Hercules, I got the, the bar from Beauty and the Beast, and I got the teeth from Treasure Planet. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could, like, also set up, like, a your base or whatever or your ship and do a lot of oh yeah so yeah, yeah you're right because gum gummy ships are also customizable mm -hmm. <laughs> also they do not have to be shaped like ships they can be whatever you want there and in kingdom hearts 3 you can buy blocks for them that are just animals okay so so my my gummy ship is basically it, it's a cockpit with a bunch of guns sticking out of it in all directions and then just <laughs> three rabbits floating beside it Okay. Because you can do that. You can do that. Okay. <laughs> I see that one one person created theirs to look like Porygon. Okay. Yeah. They can, they can also be... Um, you, you can get blueprints for it. And like obviously you can make them without the blueprints. But the blueprints just like... Here's what Gummy Ship would look like if it was just a sprite of a cactor. Just a cactor man running. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I like that. <laughs> So yeah, it, it's Kingdom Hearts good actually. Yeah. Um, and then with with plot stuff. So here's the, the thing. The other thing about the MMO, and this is probably be the last point. So the Kingdom Hearts mobile games, mm -hmm. they started after Dream Drop Distance, which okay. was the last console game or the last like platform game before Kingdom Hearts three. Yeah. But the mobile games didn't end before Kingdom Hearts three. They continued going. They went through Kingdom Hearts three, and they went through. Um, Memory of Melody, and they're only now ending next month. Okay. And actually, there's going to be another mobile game called Dark World, but I'm specifically, when I say the mobile games, I'm talking about the Union Cross, Union Key, all those shenanigans. Mm -hmm. um, so this MMO, I imagine, would follow the same situation, where in addition to just normal expansions, also get patches once main games release. So, like, the MMO is going, and then Kingdom Hearts 5 is released, and Sora and company are dealing with their own plots, and because you're not really a main character in this, you're just a person on the ground, you ha you don't directly affect the plot of five, but you have to deal with the fallout of the plot of five. Yeah. And then that can also be part of the theme, where it's just like, you may not be a quote-unquote main character, but you're still important, you're still helping people, and you're still using that strength to fight the, fight the darkness in order to protect the light. Yeah. There's not much more I can add to this, okay? No, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> the only thing is that, like, it's... I feel like it could go on indefinitely. Like, so Final Fantasy fourteen, the MMO. Yeah. Uh, it was a successor to Final Fantasy XI, which was also an MMO. Except okay. the Final Fantasy XI servers are still active to this day. Huh. Like, I think it was only a few years ago where they said, we are no longer updating this with new content. 
Okay. So yeah, it's been it's been going on for a while, and so I could like if the Kingdom Hearts MMO is popular enough, Square could easily just say, yeah, this is just going to keep going. Like th- this will continue, and the, the, the they won't affect the plot of the Kingdom Hearts, so Nomura can still just keep doing his smooth jazz video game design. <laughs> but okay. but we will continue to deal with the ramifications of the furthering Kingdom Hearts franchise. Okay. So it's no no plot development; it's just vibes. Yes. Maybe. Oh, okay. Actually. Because I made memories like a thing, there there could be quests where you have to like go seek out bits of memory and like you, you can use those to uncover events that happened. And so you're still moving the plot along, but it's not because of the actions of your character. It's just your character was able to find this plot point and now has a greater understanding of the situation they're in. And then you know this, and so you can go and play the other Kingdom Hearts game. Because that's a, There are no fluff games in Kingdom Hearts. Every game in Kingdom Hearts is important to the plot. Yeah. And I'm I'm still sitting here, fingers crossed, waiting for Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, a mini game that we could also add is basically just like Mario Go Kart or Mario Cars Kart. World. That's what the Cars World is. Yes. <laughs> See the car, be the car. Yes. <laughs> that that might be too painful, actually, for the riggers to try and like. Okay, now here's how you can design what your the car version of your character looks like. It could be that, like, a bunch of the cars found their way to Traverse Town, which is, like, the world that is created for characters whose worlds were consumed, but they escaped. Okay. It's just like, well, we set up a NASCAR track here, so... <laughs> Who wants we're just to gonna do go it? around in, <laughs> in circles for... indefinitely. Who wants to do a racing game in the Kingdom Hearts MMO? <laughs> Actually, that might be fun. Yeah. People are competitive. I think that that's the best note we can end on. Yeah. Look, we managed to make a full episode out of this. Airbrain yeah. scheme. Woo! Um, but in that case, I'm going to use the power of waking in order to open a portal via Lindsay's heart in order to travel to the friendship promo. That's not a big portal, honey. <laughs> What's that? You like role-playing game actual play podcasts? You like Kingdom Hearts? You want non-stop jokes punctuated by unexpected and massive angst? You enjoy a healthy disregard for Disney's greed and overreach in regards to copyright law? Well then, do we have the podcast for you. Kingdom Hearts of Forgotten Era is an actual play podcast that takes place 80 years before the events of Birth by Sleep, using the interstitial Our Hearts Intertwined system. We follow a group of five people going on adventures through the Disney worlds never seen before in the Kingdom Hearts series, as they try to overcome the darkness within their own hearts. With episodes dropping every Wednesday, we release way more often than the real thing. Also, Kronk is there! So I hope you guys heard the friendship promo because Lindsay was right. I can't fit through her heart for shit. (laughs) It's a hard, tiny, brittle thing. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Lindsay, where can you be found on the internet? I can be found on Twitter at LindsayM476. That's Lindsay spelled with an A. And you can get to all my other social media bullshits from there. Tanner, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at SparkyUpstart and on Instagram at SparkyYoungUpstart. You can also find this very podcast on Twitter at N-I-I-R-Y-F-Pod. Those are the letters for not if I boot you first, and they're pronounced, Ha-ha! Did somebody say door to darkness? <laughs> uh, you can also email us at not if I reboot you first at gmail.com, where you can send us your comments, critiques, criticisms, and your 
Kingdom Hearts Sona. <laughs> That's where you could send us a friendship promo, be it an audio clip or a proof for us to read. Either way, we'll put in a free ad for your podcast, your YouTube, even your DeviantArt. You could even ask to be a guest, but if you do, please make sure to send us a hint instead of the entire idea because we like being surprised. We no longer have a Patreon, so <laughs> yeah. instead, what we're doing, if you want to put your money somewhere important, we have started a situation where you can quote-unquote buy episodes of this very podcast. Uh, inspired by the, the good folks over at the Podcast Minds there, but by the grace of PodgoE, we have set up a spreadsheet to keep track of people who can bid on our episodes. How do you bid on an episode? What you do is you send a minimum $5 donation to the North Central Family Center charity. You send us a copy of that receipt, obviously with your important information blacked out. And we will say that you now have your name beside that episode. And if somebody already owns the episode you have, all you have to do is outbid them. And so it's a great way to, if you want to like put your money towards us, but not actually put your money towards us, put us towards something important. It's great. Um, and if you also want to support us in a non-financial way, then you can simply rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. And if you can't find us on your podcatcher of choice, then let me know and I will try and get us in there. Not if I reboot you first as a member of the Corner Podcast Network, and you can find out more about the other awesome shows we share the network with at CornerPodNet on Twitter. We also have a Corner Podcast Discord, uh, which you can access through the link in the show description. It is a great place to talk about all the other shows on the network, such as Loser Like Me and Faithful and The Home for Weird OCs. Last but not least, our cover, as always, is by Alex A.K.A. Pachu, and her work can be found on ptchew.com. And our theme music is done by our friend Sean Clank, and you can contact us to find how to contact him if you'd like music of his own for your own. Hey, Lindsay. Hey, Tanner. Do you have a hint for next week? Well, next week, we are going to be... How do I phrase this? Well, let's just say we're going to be doing some quote-unquote archaeology that involves way too many guns. <laughs> hmm. Does next week's episode belong in a museum? Yes, it does. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, I guess we'll unearth that next week, but not if we reboot you first. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>